Welcome to episode 72 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. Not at Gen Con! Uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi. With me, as always, is Scott Prime. Scott Prime! And as he stated, we are not at Gen Con this weekend. Are you sad about that? Me, personally, no. <laughs> Steve is not a gamer. I'm not really that much of a gamer. Plus, all I really want to do is I'd love to go to the the uh, floor and see all the vendors. Because just seeing all that stuff would be awesome. But not when there's 60,000 people there. Uh, have you heard of attendance numbers? I think they set the tickets at 61,000 and they sold out. Okay, I know they sold out, but I didn't know what the cap was. I was thinking it was 61. Okay. I'm not positive. I read somewhere that somebody thought it was 70, but that was before the con when they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Which should... is a lot of people. Yeah. I was looking at some... Either way it is. And that's I'll... just tickets sold. That's not vendors, <clears throat> volunteers, and all that stuff. No, it's... I, I, I too, would like to walk the whole floor, but... I think I would need like thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's one of those deals where you should walk the whole floor and not spend any money until you go back the second time. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't impulse buy like, oh, I need that game and I need this game. And then you just come back with 30 games and you never would, play all of them. I would want to load up on the DC role-playing game, like find those uh, little miniatures they had for the game from Mayfair. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I've always wanted to get more of the James Bond role-playing game. Really? Yeah. We bought that when I was younger. Greg bought it. I remember mm-hmm. in the back of the car reading it. It looked really cool. I gave mine to Steve Eckert, one of our buddies. Okay. And one of these days, I want to find it again. Oh, I'm sure. It, it was just cool. I'm sure it's out there. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. One day. One day, I, I think I want to go there. And of course, it'd be cool seeing all the guys again. I, I'm Well... Yeah, when you have, you know, the three die block guys are there and the Zlurpcast guys are around, running around. I and think Mark a lot of the best draft and Anthony Baez won Gen Con Bowl. Yeah. There's like 34 people, I, I think. I think Drew told me Timothy won the draft that he put on, but I don't know if that means Tim Lyons or another Timothy. Oh, okay. So I didn't. Don't know. That's not clear. But yeah, Mark Perry won the best draft. I know that. And. I guess there were some other Blood Bowl tournaments out there that weren't NAF sanctioned. So mm-hmm. that shows you as much as we think every tournament, everybody knows to sanction Blood Bowl tournaments. There's a lot of people that don't know about it. I guess so. So it's up to the community to kind of inform those other people. So maybe one day we'll do Gen Con. I- I'm torn. Cause it'd I be really f- think you could next year if you take all this Death Path money and just put it to the side. We Maybe. If it funds. Yeah. So if you're hearing this, go to deathpath.com. Uh, it's very... 60% of the way. Yeah, of... I was trying to say, it's a very positive vibe that it's going to get funded. And um, being 60%, you know, just this first week is yeah. pretty amazing. So uh, if you're out there and you want to help support Both Down, or at least half of Both Down, you can go over to, or or Google... Uh, Kickstarter, Death Path. Death Path is two words. And uh, go check out the game. Go, uh, There's some videos on there on how to play. And if you think it's something you want to support, I suggest you back it. And then you can get a cool game with some of my artwork in it. Well, not some. All of my artwork <laughs> in it by the time it gets all finished. And um, that would be really awesome. I, I'm kind of really excited to see where it goes. And 
I know the plan is, is I think some of the stretch goals, if we fund and reach that, is additional characters and, yeah. and like play mats and stuff like that. So it's pretty exciting times. It's been pretty cool to watch because, you know, I've been there since the beginning and seen the rules fleshed out and your drawings, you know, since they were sketches. And then to see it actually launch and it looks like a real game, like, okay, this is pretty cool. That was actually one of the... Uh, Maybe one of the nicest things Steve has ever said to me. He sends me a text and is like, I just want you to know, like, it looks like a real game. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's I don't like, mean that as an insult. It's he's just... like, I've just been there from the beginning when there were just sketches and little ideas and blurbs yeah. and this and that. And so, and you know how when you look at a Kickstarter and it doesn't look, doesn't look like out of place, then that means it looks like everything else and it's just cool. Yeah. No, it's pretty impressive. A good little like intro video that he had made and stuff like that. So good, good stuff. Um, and you were on the last episode of Slipcast. Well, we both were actually. Yeah, Steve made a little cameo appearance. I was on there. He cut out like eighty percent of my stuff. <laughs> Did he? I, I have not listened. Uh, we talk about Death Path. I was truthfully, I was kind of hoping we talk more about board games. I was like, I'm gonna get on a. a a gaming podcast to talk about other games. Mm-hmm. And I thought we'd at least talk about some other games first and then on to Death Path. So I had a list of like games I wanted to talk about. I guess I thought I was going on like the Dice Tower review, and I, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to do our own. Well, maybe so. Maybe one day we will. It would be like me almost liking every game and Steve <laughs> hating every game and then like our other co-hosts in the middle somewhere. Yeah. That's that's a good dynamic, though. Steve is convinced more and more that every game is just luck based. There's no strategy to games. I'm even, not saying even there's heavy no Euros. strategy. I think that there is so much complexity that that obscures the need for strategy. Because you can just luck into a lot of these things. <laughs> Steve thinks everything's luck based, just like not everything, but. <laughs> It's, I think you it play plays Blood a, Bowl. I think it plays a much bigger role in those games than they want to say. Because they talk about how they're so even and we put so much playtesting into it. No, you didn't. You just made so many options that you can make sure that the... Okay, so while we're a Blood yeah. Bowl podcast and we're going on this board game tangent, yeah. I think you're right when you see a game have a lot of FAQs or like corrections mm-hmm. about like, well... You know, maybe you shouldn't play this if you're playing the advanced game. Right. I think games that don't have a lot of that stuff are probably have been playtested pretty well. Well, I'm not saying that they haven't been playtested. I'm just saying that I think I think in a lot of games like Blood Bowl, you can take a certain team and you're going to lose 80% of the time. Or if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to lose more. You're just not even going to be able to play. Okay. Board games, when there's a ton of complexity, I think your winning percentage between a newbie and an experienced player is more even than in most games. So when there's a ton of different objectives, ton of different ways to score points, if you don't know what you're doing, first time you played, you can win 40% of the time. And if you know what you're doing and you played a lot, you'll win 45% of the time. Mm. Something like that. I don't know, man. I, some of those magic players up there at uh, Wizards, like that Mitch guy. Yeah. Do you remember Mitch? Mm-hmm. He was the guy that he bought. The, I don't know. We talked to him. That guy 
doesn't matter almost which game his just brain and maybe it's just like figuring out the math side of things you yeah. know i'm sure that helps i mean that guy wins a ton of games and it's i, I, I yeah. guess skill i don't know it probably is it might be one of those deals where where maybe in, in the end of it some logic dictates a better path to victory than yeah. taking a little bit of chance I'm sure that you that, could take a little chance trying this one strategy, yeah. but it might not work. Why somebody who's more logical will just take the guaranteed points or whatever. They might win 80% of the time based on that. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Well, me and Steve not- differ on our game opinions for sure. So that's why we both hate talking football. blood. Bo- <laughs> Boy, there's, it's going to be some stories coming up, folks. Going to be some good Blood Bowl tournament stories. Anyways. Is there? <laughs> yeah, Steve doesn't even remember. Not really. All right. Okay. Well, so, talking about the store league. Yep. We are down to just a couple games left. Yeah. Just you are one game away from the finals. I am in the final four. <laughs> you have to the- beat a goblin team. <sighs> This game worries me so much. Elves versus goblins. My pro elves, my elf union versus goblins. And the goblins only have one troll. But I think I'm giving them 850k. Which you still say, what's the big deal? Well, we're using the old wizard rules. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take a wizard. Oh, he should. Most likely he's going to take a halfling chef. That's 450. Three bribes. So 600. And probably two re-rolls, I assume. Or maybe two babes and a re-roll. I'd take some star players. Well, we can't take star players. Oh, that's I right. know you're yeah. the league commissioner, right. and you should know yes. this. But he can't take... Playoffs. Duh. <laughs> I almost wish he could take star players, because I'd rather deal with a Morgan Thorg on the field and a Ripper on the field than all that crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I say nine out of ten times I should beat him. But I'm just worried about that one out of ten. And the good luck I had in my last game to get to the final four. Your last game, his dice were horrible. I played a dwarf coach who I also gave a ton of inducements to. He has a death roller. He rolled a one on his first bribe and then got the second one. But that only allowed him to keep the death roller for the first half. He triple skulled with the death roller. Twice. Twice? I think so. Maybe so. No, no, he did not. He, he did he the loner and failed. He got down on one time. Yeah, and then okay. it went down on one. Um, he failed the loner on the triple skulls. He used the wizard right before you went in for a touchdown. Right, and rolled a one. And rolled one. He tried to hit me with, to surf me, <laughs> with his troll slayer on a one-die block and rolled a skull. Mm-hmm. Then re-rolled it to a skull. He couldn't do anything. No, Everything he, he was doing was failing. He couldn't. And, and you guys were sharing the same dice. He wasn't hurting you. No. Nope. You were hurting him more. Nope. He, was, he tried to foul one time, got thrown out. Yeah. And all that was huge. It was just insane. Which led to a 3 nothing victory for the Youthland United Unicorns. Jeez. So all we have in our way is the Goblins. And then if you win that, you take on the green meanies. I take it. Which take, the orc team. team is waiting in the finals for one of our teams. And then in the third place game, there's a wood elf team waiting mm-hmm. for 
somebody to come face them. So pretty, pretty unique little Final Four. Wood Elves, Pro Elves, Orcs, orcs and Goblins. Yeah. Goblins. Goblin, yeah. Those, this, these Goblins also upset a Lizardman team. That is why I'm worried. That was, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Rod, man. Rod. We'll Rod's talk more about luck. Rod. He's in, got the luck, man. Uh, in, a, in a later segment. All right. Should we get to those later segments? Sure. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to go back into second edition, into the Blood Bowl Companion, and we're going to talk some weather. You think the weather's always been this way? You're wrong. Weather has changed over the years. Then we're going to talk about where we've been running around to. We're going back into some tournament talk. We are going to talk about the... Slobberknocker. Slobberknocker GT? Mm-hmm. Okay. What does GT stand for? Grand Tournament. Grand Tournament. It's a 40K thing. Okay. Then we're also going to talk about, in that same segment, the Emerald City Cup 3, which was held in Wichita, Kansas. Where was the Slobberknocker? That was just in Oklahoma City, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a hotel. And then in our final segment, we are going to go into a Did You Know that I believe could be the birthplace of the 24. Dun, dun, dun. All right, we will get to these topics right after this. Alright, we're back and we're going to talk about some second edition weather. So, Steve. So, wh- hold on. In first edition, there's no weather? I never played first edition. Well, why don't you know these things? I don't own the game. Well, why don't you borrow my game and look at the rules for me? Why don't you open up your own copy? That's probably mint inbox. And it's not mint. And read the rule book and tell me. Which one? I have multiple copies of the first edition. So, oh, me. In my face. In your face, fool. I never really wanted to pay the money that the first edition demanded right? just to get them on a game I'd never play. I don't think it has. It must not have weather. Otherwise, why would they put it in the book? What do you mean? I don't think the first one had weather. First Since, edition? Yes. Why would they put it in the book? Why would they put it in the second edition if it was in the first edition? Because they're totally different games? That's why there's a different weather chart from third edition on? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Tangent. All right. So we're going to look at second edition weather. It is not the same okay. as our current format or what's been around since third edition. Do you, Could you repeat what the current weather situation is in the current state of Blood Bowl? You roll a D8. And then on a one, you combine... Oh, wait, no, that's... That's Oklahoma Bowl. Oh, okay. 2d6. Uh-huh. On a two, you get sweltering heat. Okay. To where you end your drive, everybody on the pitch has to see if they suffer fatigue. So on a one, they go off the drive. Right. For the next drive. Too exhausted. Two is very sunny. Oh, no. Excuse me. Second one, which is a three, is very sunny. 
which is minus one to passing. Right. Just straight up, that's it. Right. Then 11 is pouring rain, minus one to catch, pick up, and intercept. Correct. And then 12 is blizzard, and you can only do short and quick passes, and you fail on the go for it on one and two. Ooh, very good. And, and everything, everything else is fine. That's right. Or perfect Blood Bowl <clears throat> weather. So, in second edition, of course, it was rolled... 2d6s it actually says at the start of the game one coach should roll 2d6s and refer to the weather table to find out the weather for the day and uh reply the the results apply for the entire game now currently we typically have each person roll 1d6 for the weather correct so who rolled the weather then we always did it when we played as the home field okay that's how it makes sense but but we were the goofball kids who did the 16-game <laughs> schedule, and we tried to make sure that everybody had eight home and eight away games. Right. Thank God Robert was into like doing the schedule. And looking back, I don't know if we, we – me and Gary definitely didn't want to do the schedule, but I know we really like basically blew Robert saying like – Man, you did an awesome job at this, and like, <laughs> yeah, really encouraged him. So he's like, "Okay, well, I'll keep doing it." And we're like, "Thank God, so we don't have to do it." Jeez, <laughs> good stuff. So we rolled two d sixes. Now remember, this says reply, uh, applies for the entire game. So back then there wasn't a kickoff table at all. Uh uh-uh. uh So kickoff table came in third edition. Uh huh. Huh. So, anyways, um, if you roll two. It's called a real scorcher. It's so hot that all players' uh, sprint skills, that's your SPs. Your go for it. Your go for it. Which your, you could do as many times as your skill allowed you. But, right. So if you had sprint four, like plus four, you could go, go for it basically four times. Okay. So like a blocker only had like sprint plus one. Yeah. He can only go for it once. So your sprint skill... Your throwing skill, your cool skill, throwing obviously helped you throw it. Cool helped catch it. Okay. Don't ask me why it was called cool. Because you're making a cool catch. Cool under pressure, maybe. Cool under pressure. Uh, They're reduced by one. Plus, roll a D6 for each player on the pitch for heat exhaustion after each touchdown. On a one, he collapses from the heat, place him in the stun box of the dugout. On a two through six, he's okay. For the moment, players succumbing to the heat, exhaustion can return to play after the next touchdown. This is also touchdowns because there was no halves back then. This was the first. Oh, first to three. First to three. Yeah. There was was that time where there was plays, um, which was introduced in this Hmm. second in the campaign book as well. So it was pretty much sort of the same, except... Except, yeah, you were exhausted because of the heat. Uh, Three is a heat wave. All players, uh, sprint, throwing, and cools skills are reduced by one. So it's hot. It was like me mowing the lawn yesterday. It wore me out, but I'm not exhausted. So it kind of is still the same. Kind of. Because it's just giving negative one to throwing. Then we got four is scattered showers. It's raining. All players sprint, throwing skills... And cool are reduced by one. Uh, roll a D- D6 after each touchdown is scored on a one through three. The showers continue or start up again if they've stopped. Huh. On a four through six, they stop. So it's kind of it, it could be scattered storms, which 
could come in, could go away, could come back. Thematically, I like that one. Especially since in a game like that, you're going to have at least two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Because obviously on the third one, you just end it, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I like, I like that. Uh, five through nine was uh, perfect Blood Bowl weather. Um, ten was blustery. The wind's blowing hard today. All throws and kicks are modified by minus one. Also, the ball scatters one extra square on a missed or inaccurate result on the throwing or kicking tables. We so just kinda, We kind of have that now when we get change weather. And it doesn't change. Right. Or it goes to normal. Right. So it's similar. These A lot of these are very close, but they are, are different. I mean, it gives you six different results instead of just the four yeah. plus the perfect. Then we have 11. Ice cold. Brr. When a ball handler tries to move, roll a D6. On a one, his numbed fingers drop the ball. Ooh. Roll for scatter. On a two through six, uh, he manages to keep hold of the ball. So the guy with the ball has tr- troubles. That's really interesting. Now, again, that would not work for the current way the game is played because we have a set number of turns. So it kind of screws people that way. Why? So when the ball holder yeah. mo- tries to move, it could work in the current edition. It, well, it could, but it's a much bigger deal currently. Oh, for because sure. Because there's, there's a set number of turns. Correct. Back then, if there's no set number of turns, then it doesn't matter. Because you could just pick it up next turn, and if it takes you six turns to run down the field. Sure. But yeah, it just I like that. It's different. I don't, I really honestly don't remember any cases where this affected us as kids. I'm sure it did. I just don't remember where hmm. we dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, 12 is a blizzard, just like we, it is now. Um, now it's cold and snowing. All players throwing skills and cool are reduced by minus two. Only quick or short passes can be attempted, and the ball cannot be kicked more than eight squares. When a player tries to sprint, roll a d6 on a one or two. The player slips in the snow and falls face down. He is unharmed and does not make an armor roll. On a three through six, the player retains his footing and can move easily. So in that edition, your turn did not end when someone fell down. That is correct. Okay. So it's a much bigger deal. Right. Everybody got their activations. Huh. So I like the idea of not getting hurt from it. That would be nice. It's risky, but the snow's everywhere. Yeah. Because so yeah. then I would go for it more. This I remember happening a lot. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I don't remember the ice cold. I'm sure that happened, but pr- pretty cool. Now, also, when you say minus two to throwing... Throwing back then was a chart that you rolled two d sixes on. Mm-hmm. So you did you did the math and you added your throwing skill and you or you minus your throwing skill. Like a blocker so, had minus one, for example. While yeah. a elf thrower had plus two. You know, so something it's not like that. it's not as bad as what it sounds. Right. It's not a d six. It's D12. right, right. It's not a exactly. It kind of makes me want to play a game where we. Play with second edition rules? Not completely second edition rules, but second edition winning mechanic. Like, you have to play to three. Hmm. No time limit. No turn limit. We'd have to call it, uh, instead of 
the current edition to be like uh, gridiron edition of something. Man, that would be rough. Would it though? It well, that takes away some of the strategies you now have in third edition, which like stalling. The, the stalling. There's no need to stall. Well, no, there's not. Except unless you just destroy but, but someone's team. If you were playing wood elves and you're playing dwarves, you need that stall mechanic as a in tournaments. You need that to help you win if you're the dwarves. Whereas yeah. if but the stall mechanic in that edition or that way of playing is you stall and just beat the crap out of the elves until they're dead. Well, that's true too. Hmm, that's true. I mean, we always played. You know how, like, when we play in our, our league with friends where we don't stall? Right. We never played the stalling tactic, even back then. Okay. So that's where that comes from. Just because we role-played this, that, you know, a football player doesn't stop on the five-yard line and sit there with the ball while his friends block people down the field. Right. I mean, but we grew, up, for we, a couple seconds. we grew up on NFL football, mm-hmm. you know, so. um. What's interesting about this, like everything in second edition, they needed extra charts and, you know, extra little fluffy rules. Which, which is unfortunately what it kind of is turning it into now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, in some ways, this is some of the fluff along with the uh, wonderful Pete Nifting drawings that w- we fell in love with. And mm-hmm. this is why we do a fluff podcast. So in the weather, there's some extra rules for dark elves and weather. So the Dark Elves, in the lore of 2nd Edition, you know, they lived in these caves and stuff like this. Yes. They played underground, so their eyes were, you know, trained to play underground. This so, is, okay, speaking of that, mm-hmm. is there any indication of what the underground areas looked like? Uh, there's like a piece of artwork where it's like a cave. Okay. Looks because like they're playing a big, like, mammoth cave or something. I've got one pitch made by Maelstrom Studios. Mm-hmm. With Maelstrom Designs, forget what, but Jack from there, I was talking to him, and the mats are awesome. And I saw that when I was reading some fluff about how they played underground. And I don't have any of my Dark Elf teams painted, and I really like Dark Elves. Mm-hmm. And I got the really cool Pro Box. Was it Pro Box? Yeah. Yep. From Iron Golems. Right. And I really like those elves. So I was thinking about getting a custom Dark Elf pitch underground so i was thinking like black um marble and then fluorescent green okay because you see a lot of those dark elf teams where they're black with the fluorescent pink uh-huh i think fluorescent green would be really cool yeah don't do that why because the dark elf team i have i bought from somebody and while i like it i have another unpainted dark elf team yeah that one day when i get extra money i'm gonna pay somebody to maybe paint them Black with fluorescent green. <laughs> or, or fluorescent purple. I haven't ever decided, but those are my two favorite colors, so well, you are then. a D-bag. No. I, it's my idea. I came up with it. Independent. It's bad enough that we're both ginger. We both drive uh, Kia Souls. That's your fault. And I had it first. it's bad enough when we play board games that I want to play green, the green meeples, but you always want to play the green meeples. Who collected Green Lantern for most of his life? Who cares about Green Lantern? He's a white guy and a black guy. And a green and, guy and a blue guy. Great. <laughs> he's all, he's every guy. Yeah. And girl and planet and dog. Green Lantern is God. He's everyone. You ever thought about that? No. Why would I? 
that's the next take I would do on Green Lantern is that Green Lantern can be anybody. So therefore everyone's Green Lantern and it's just a bunch of people on the street doing good deeds like handing out water to homeless. Didn't they do that with Superman though? Yeah, but we're going to do it with Green Lantern. Yeah. Dude, it's your chance to be a Green Lantern. I told you my idea, right? <laughs> the Muslim woman. Tangent warning. Okay, yes, it's a tangent. Because they made this big stink about uh, Baz, I think his name is. Correct. The Green mu- Lantern, uh-huh. who is Muslim. Like, ooh, he's Muslim. And he's some idiot who had a gun and a ski mask and whatever. Right. I never read it. Didn't care for it. If you really want to be interesting... You give it to a Muslim woman who is pious and believes strongly, wears the burqa or hijab. I forget which one it is. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't use the ring because it's against her religion. Because it would bring too much attention to her or something. I don't know. I don't know the religion enough to say. So I thought that would be more interesting. But she has it, but she still does good deeds. Yeah. Kind of like Batman does with his her natural ability, even though she has all this power that Something. she could use. I don't know. Huh. Okay. But, yeah. Tangent over. Yep. So, the Dark Elves, they cannot see as well when they, you know, they live their whole life in these caves and these underground dwellings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they now this really shows you the difference between, like, how Dark Elves were perceived 10 years ago versus, you know, back in the late 80s. Because... I'm sure this fluff in Blood Bowl is similar to the fluff that was currently in the Warhammer universe. Oh, I would think so, yeah. Where the Dark Elves lived in caves and stuff like that. And now a lot of the lore is that in the uh, land of Nagareth, you know, they live in these citadels and stuff like that. They're mm-hmm. still evil elves, but they're not. They're part of a civil war with the other elves. Right, and with they the split high elves off. and stuff. Right, yeah. Exactly. So somewhere along that line, it probably changed. I don't know enough about old Warhammer lore from 1989. Right. But I just assume that these kind of connect, mm-hmm. or at least at the time they did. So they lived in caves. So when the Dark Elves come out and they play an away game, here's how the weather affects them. Um, so this this made a big deal playing home or away, and, and we played with these. So... In addition to the effects rolled on the weather table, all Dark Elves suffer the following additional discomforts when, discomforts when playing above ground. If a real scorcher or heat wave result is rolled, all Dark Elves subtract minus two from their rolls on throwing table. The effects last the whole game. If a nice, blustery, or ice-cold result was rolled, roll on the sun table. So there's a sun table in addition for those results with the... For the Dark Elves. Okay. Before the game starts and after each touchdown is scored, if scattered showers or blizzard results was rolled, there is no additional effects to the Dark Elves. So if you're Dark Elves, you want thunderstorms and blizzard. Or with nice blustery and ice cold, you can check this sun table. So the sun table is a uh, 1d6. And um, you get a... um, Let's see, is it a 1d6? Yes, it is a 1d6. On a one or less, very sunny, dark elves subtract minus two from all the rolls of throwing tables, subtract minus one from the next roll on the sun table. Two. So once it's sunny, it stay yeah. good chance it could stay sunny. Uh, on a roll of on two, sunny, dark elves subtract one from all their rolls on the throwing table. Three through five, no effect, because it's just overcast. 
Six, storm clouds are gathering. Add plus one to the next roll on the sun table. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. So a one or two can kind of keep you in the in the sun and hurt your dark elf teams. But if you roll a, you know, a three or even a six can help you continue to stay cloudy and help your dark elves. Yeah. I do remember this coming into effect. Truthfully though, we, we didn't throw much and well, that's not true. I didn't throw much. Nothing's <laughs> changed over the years. Um, but the dark elves were so, all the elves were so good at throwing. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't almost matter. Hmm. I mean, it did if you threw really long passes, but not right. Not it just changed your game to keep it shorter. Yeah, I mean, because all elves had plus one throwing skill and plus one cool. Yeah, like the linemen, which were just as good as a human thrower. It was just the elf throwers had plus two, and the catchers had plus two. And when you're rolling a d two d sixes, so you already have a plus four. What does that tell you? I mean, you're pretty good chance you're going to roll good. Right. Anyhow. This is how weather was back in second edition. Not totally different. No. But a lot more. I don't know. The current rules are fine. But I, I like the weather change just because it feels more like football. Now, I, and I, it doesn't happen that often. Was there not? Or I guess it's probably fourth edition, if that's a thing. Wasn't there a special racial stuff for Norse and Camry? Like, I thought Kemri didn't suffer from the heat exhaustion and Norse didn't fall. If there's some rule snippets. Like, maybe it might have been in White Dwarf somewhere. If it was written in White Dwarf or, like, some of those old Blood Bowl yearbooks or magazines, yeah. that's possible okay. as, like, optional things since I haven't read through all. That might all, have been all, it. I haven't read through all of those, but yeah. I don't recall that, but I know... I know there's a big complaint I've heard people talk about. Like, it's the dumbest thing ever that Kimry suffer mm-hmm. on, on sweltering heat when they're from the desert. <laughs> and they're undead. I kind of wish we should just go through and make up custom heat tables or weather tables for every home. Not race. necessarily home, but regions in the old world. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this idea, Steve. It's just whether we are going to not be lazy and do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, no. how much how much difference can you make the weather? Um, I don't know. Ask people who come to Oklahoma Bowl. If all we do is combine it. But it's still awesome. Even though Tim Hart likes to whine a lot. I've been, I have an idea for Spiky Cup this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas might be to change the weather. But I don't really want to do that since... It's already changed for Oklahoma Bowl. I know people prefer to have one tournament with no weather change. Hmm. We'll see. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. There's too many whiners about the weather. Well, it's also justified. (laughs) It gets really annoying sometimes. No, I get it. So, there we go. We covered some weather. We're going to take a uh, short break, unless Steve has anything else to add. And we're going to come back with some tournament talk. Puppy, monkey, baby. Say it three times. Ready? Go. It, it, it. No. Say puppy, monkey, baby. Three times. Go. Puppy, monkey, baby. Puppy, monkey, baby. Say it. You can't do it. Puppy, monkey, baby. Puppy, monkey, baby. Puppy, monkey, baby. I can get two. Damn it. You can't do the trivecta, dude. Puppy, monkey, baby. Puppy, monkey, baby. Blah, 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 blah. Puppet monkey babies. Yeah. Puppet monkey babies. 
Oh, hey, Lord. That's where you get that's where you get Muppet babies from. <laughs> from I can't even say it now. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with some tournament talk. This segment, we are back and talking about tournament talk. I guess we'll go ahead and start with my experience at Slobberknocker GT. Woohoo! Which I don't remember when it was. <laughs> it was the beginning of July? Yes. Wasn't it? Somewhere like, around there. Right before 4th of July? Was it? I think. Okay. It was either the first or second weekend in July. Something like that. Okay. So it was in Oklahoma City. It was at a 40K tournament, and one of the local guys had... This was a new group that was just trying mm-hmm. to get... Since Blood Bowl came back, he didn't even know about the NAF or anything. Is that correct? Right. So I had to help him out, and it took him a little understanding of what the NAF was and getting all set up. And he hasn't put the stuff in on the, the website yet, so I need to get on that. But Tim Hart from Austin came up, and we decided to go. You had the kids. This was the week before. Uh, no, it wasn't. Did you have the kids that weekend? I did have the kids that weekend. That's yeah. why I think it was July 1st. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was July 1st. Yeah, that 1st. makes sense. Um, so this was ended up being eight people, I think. Yeah, I believe that's what you told me. And of those, Tim Hart and I... Had played it in a tournament before. Everybody else was new. They Most of them had played at a different game store locally. Uh, they had a, a league going, and it's different than my our league. So. Mm-hmm. But it was nice seeing that. This was a little different. It was, it was at, like I said, it was at a, a big Warhammer Kings of War thing going on. So it was nice just to see everything happening at a hotel. The hotel was weird. It was was very much a Western-themed hotel. Like, it was wood everywhere and, like, wood logs looking. It's kind of neat, but odd. Hmm. Don't have all the information on that one. I'll just run through stuff real quick. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was on the 8th. Okay. But I could be wrong on that, too. Uh, It was was in the first two weeks of July. I'm sorry we don't have the exact date. And, um, so I took dwarves. Do you remember what the, the tournaments had like a, some special rules? Is that correct? Like you got so much in inducement money. Yes. So this actually had a really interesting mechanic to it. <clears throat> and I'd like to talk about the whole uniqueness of this tournament just because my impression as an outsider who couldn't go because of children, I don't know if I would have went Either way, and I'll I'll explain why, and I'm not trying to sound degrading to the people running it. Sure. I want that to be very clear. But no, we'll it, you can talk different. about your special rules. So let me go ahead and just say my record. I can't I ended up playing on the last table for the win and I lost that game and ended up getting I think third or something. Right. You said you got third and you got like a goblin team, I think. But I got um for the prize. I got fan favorite. Fan favorite, okay. And well, best sportsman. Sorry, best sport, and that ended up netting me some prizes, and we'll get to that in a second. So the unique part of the tournament creation, you got to build your team. That's pretty normal, but for four rounds, 
you were given 500k as basically money in the bank for inducements. So each round, you would determine who, how much you wanted to bring out of that 500k to buy inducements for that game. You got to see your opponent first? Yes. Okay. So I sat down, and I had ready to go. I brought uh, Baric Farblast and Flint Churnblade, because I played dwarves, thinking I could just induce them. It'd give me you know, an extra bench guy, because I'd have 11 plus the induced guy. And it worked pretty well. There was... Uh, it was an odd tournament for some stuff. I played Tim Har. He he brought goblins, and he just couldn't roll anything. His his chainsaws were killing him, and it was just bad. However, that whole thing of you know you could only pull in two hundred and fifty k per round at most. So really, you wouldn't do that. I guess it depends on who you're playing. I guess if doing. you had the strategy, like, I don't need it these first couple of games and save it for third and fourth place game. Yeah. And so that's a whole new concept. And he really wanted to do that. And initially he had it a different way. And I was like, well, we've got to change it up a little bit. But Ken Eubanks is the one who ran it. And in practice, it was very cool. I really liked it. Because you were able to look at your opponent and decide. And oddly, you should have. I should have, in retrospect, gone. Can I beat them without bringing in any inducements and leave it for later? Uh-huh. And then I could just do that. But at two hundred and fifty, there wasn't a whole lot of inducements I could really bring. Extra reroll, yeah, you know, an apothecary, me. Um, pretty much every round, I brought in star players. And always the same one, or did you think the last game I brought in both? Did, it, was, um, it was always those two. Who Barrack Farblast and Flint? Okay. Did you like Barrack Farblast? I actually enjoyed playing with him at Spiky Cup. No, he didn't do anything for me. I enjoyed having the the extra movement, like the third runner. Basically, sure. I didn't use him for the the bazooka. The I used him for the you know. I did the bomb, and it was okay. It wasn't anything major. Hmm, okay. It was... So this did come up. I think it might have come up with Tim. I was throwing a bomb over the line. Okay, so you had Boomer Sizing. Is that Boomer? Yes. Okay, I had Boomer, not Bar. I always confuse those two. Huh. Anyways. A fluff podcast messing up Star Far players. Blast. I'm sorry. Although Boomer makes more sense. <laughs> yes, I had Boomer Sizing. Okay. So I was throwing a bomb over the line, mm-hmm. and if it's just like a pass, then they do the interception roll first, right? Correct. Now, it says on a bomb, if you fail an intercept chance, it blows up, right? Uh, I believe so. So if I'm throwing it, and someone chooses to intercept it, then There's no- I don't make a roll to throw. Um, so I could, I could theoretically do a long pass where I would be minus two or I'd be in traffic and there's minus six, whatever. I would almost say pause the podcast and find out that for sure.
All right. So per the the Death Zone season two book, the skill bombardier. A bombardier who is not prone or stunned can throw a bomb instead of taking any other action. This is not a pass action, so it does not use up other teams' pass actions. for The, the bomb is thrown using the rules for throwing the ball. Except that the player may not move or stand up before throwing. We all, we all know that. Um, they need time to light the fuse. Intercepted bomb passes are not turnovers. Fumbles of any bomb explosions that lead to a player on the active team being knocked over will cause turnovers. All skills that may be used when thrown with the ball can be used with the bomb. Uh, this is special action that takes place at a normal sequence. Okay, if the bomb may be intercepted or caught using the same rules for catching the ball, in which case the player catching it must be thrown immediately. This is a special bonus action that takes place at a normal sequence of play. Holding the ball does not prevent a player from catching or intercepting and then throwing the bomb. Bomb explodes when it lands in an empty square or an opportunity to catch the bomb fails or is declined. I.e. bombs don't bounce. If the bomb is fumbled, it explodes in the bomb square. Okay, so an interception is an opportunity to catch. Correct. So therefore, if I'm throwing a path or a bomb, mm-hmm. and I've got six people around me throwing the bomb, and you choose to intercept, you do that before I roll the pass. And if you fail... It blows up in your square. I think you're reading that wrong. It, it will blow up in that square as long as the pass is successful. But that's not how interceptions work. Interceptions are done before the pass. I understand that, but I think in this case you would have to roll. But it says it's thrown like. If it's an opportunity, it's interception. Which is done before the roll, mm-hmm. and you failing the interception catch, so it would blow up. There's no need for me to make a roll. It says bombs. The bomb explodes when it lands in an empty square, or an opportunity to catch the bomb fails or is declined. So if I decline it, that doesn't mean it blows up there too without you rolling. It is worded goofy. Because I thought the same thing when we started our league. So and I, the path, I played the goblins. If I throw it directly to you and you choose not to catch it, it then would you up. would roll. No, then you would roll right. to see that, if you throw it. That's not in question. All right, that I'm fine with. The interception. Now, if you're you not it, declining the catch, you're declining to intercept. Correct. But if you do choose to intercept, and you're you, making a catch roll, and then that fails. And it blows up in your square. No. But interception is out of order. They're both kind of out of order. So you throw a bomb. Mm-hmm. I say I want to try to intercept it. I fail. Then you throw it. No. So you have a chance. I disagree. But okay. somebody can correct this. So someone listening, or I guess we'll have to check with the NAF or someone. Because what you're saying is, is if you have six other players around you. Yeah, I could be completely surrounded. And I, eight. and I decide, yeah, I'm going to try to catch it. Intercept. It, or intercept it. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to ever roll. Correct. I, I think that's bullcrap. Right. But that's if I was doing a pass and you choose to intercept it, I wouldn't have to roll. If you caught it. If the interceptor caught it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to roll. Right. 
So I think how it happens is, is you're going to throw a bomb. I, I decide if I want to try to catch it. If I say, yes, I do want to catch it, I fail it. You still have to throw it because you might fumble in your own square just like a pass. I don't I – don't, we don't know. We, we differ. And okay. This is what came up in the thing because I'm like, I'm not sure, but – So what did y'all rule? We ruled that I went ahead and rolled it just in case and I passed. Okay. So it didn't really matter. But since that's out of order, we didn't – it wasn't positive. Over thirty years of Blood Bowl, folks, and we don't know. It's never come up that I, I know of, at least in my play. I don't play goblins or anything. That I think often. the only time you don't roll to, for the throw part is if the other guy intercepts it. Okay, which is out of order. We'll have to double check. Otherwise, you would never choose to intercept it. Yeah, that's why I never choose to intercept it. Okay, well, you know, I don't know. It's odd. I think we looked this up back at. Uh, Wizards Cup, no, not Wizards Cup, Spiky 5.5 that you ran because I was playing against an orc team with my Kimry. Yeah. And I did not want to try the intercept because I thought if I'll just give it to him every time. But I know I tried to intercept it. So. Okay. We'll just have to get ruling on that. Because we had opportunities where that's where we threw like three interceptions in a row. (laughs) Right. We can clarify it. Yes, we don't know everything. And no. we hate it when you have your team name stupid names. That's just our prerogative. That's us. That's our prerogative. Uh, I can't even say it. What's the Bobby Brown song? Prerogative. Is it prerogative? Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's prerogative. My prerogative. Okay. When you sing it, it sounds more. You tell me what to do. It's my prerogative. You're going to get me killed? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, he killed. Right? He's dead. No, he's not. No. He killed his wife. <laughs> he did not. Well, well the drug getting addiction. Getting addicted to drugs, sure. Yeah. Poor Whitney. Uh, she was so pretty. Was she? You didn't think Whitney Houston was pretty? No. Dude, you're crazy. Back when she first came on the scene, maybe. There's some video but I remember as a kid where she was jiggling around like crazy. Maybe her boobs are just awesome. Okay. Well, okay. that's fine. Anyways, so that was one. The, the Money in the Bank thing, that was pretty cool. I liked it. And it worked a lot better in practice than I expected. One thing I didn't like was if you didn't spend it, it went to victory points at the end. What? Yeah. Oh, at the very, very end. At the very of the end tournament. of the tournament, your points could be increased based on not spending any of your money. Do you remember what the ratio was? I do not. I should have paid more attention. Did everybody spend theirs pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. So I probably would have done better if I didn't. Hmm. So as I said, um, came in third overall, I think, mm-hmm. and... There wasn't a prize for third, but I did get fan favorite or sportsman, sportsman, and that got me a goblin team and a troll. That's awesome, which and is it, awesome. And he gave that to me since I don't have those. But here's the thing: this tournament had a cash payout. Right, first one I've ever known of, and apparently some others have happened around because I asked people afterwards. Okay, and first place got a hundred dollars. Second place got fifty. And then I think that was it. Okay. So, this probably stems from bigger, more serious Warhammer events, right. I assume. Is this correct? I'm assuming, In what yeah. you understand? Like, yeah. that's a normal thing for, like, a Warhammer tournament. When he was talking about prizes and stuff, I'm like, dude, you should probably roll it back. You don't need to be giving out this much stuff for Blood Bowl. Because he was wanting to charge, I think, $45 for the tournament. Wow. And when he first started, I think he wanted to do two days, ten games or something. I'm like, no. 
No, no, no. That's not what we do in Blood Bowl. Whole mm-hmm. different type of game. Um, but still, it was like twenty five dollars to enter. So okay. that's good. Of the, I think most of the money went out. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks because that partially my fault. That final game I was going into, I I was in the lead, so all I had to do was tie, and I would have won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that because he told me I was second place. And then I was texting you, and you're like, well, how is that guy ahead of you if he he lost and you haven't? I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> right. Um, I remember that conversation. So, well, he tied, and I hadn't. And I would have played the game a little bit differently. So Right, because if you know you're second, it means you have to go all out. And, yeah. Yeah, like I needed to win versus I needed a tie. Correct. Needing a tie with dwarves, whole different game. Exactly. And I think he was playing lizards. Right. Because okay. he got freaking lucky with the ball. I went to pick it up just to put a body on it. And he had two skink. He had one skink left. Got uh-huh. rid of the other three. And a couple of sauruses by the ball. I dodged into the square where the ball was. In pouring rain, knowing I'm not... I didn't dodge. I just went in. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to pick up the ball. No problem. I just wanted to put a body by it. Sure. It bounced to his skink, who was in two tackle zones. Rolled a six. Skink rolled a six. Yeah. And all he had to do was break away, and he was too far away for me to get. I was like, damn it. And he ended up winning one to nothing. And I failed a, a tripwire into mm. the end zone. So a game easily tieable for sure. Yes. And so I missed out on the $100 prize, which sucks. So my perspective on this is, and I know a lot of gamers are going to differ from me. I mean, I just found out at Gen Con this weekend that there was a Marvel Legendary tournament, like a 10K tournament. So like cash prizes for playing Marvel Legendary. Right. I'm a pretty competitive butthole. I would say though that is a little different because that's at a big tournament. Sure, I, I get that. That's and I'm not. Versus, I'm just saying yeah. there's more money for games that I think they should be. Right. And I'm pretty competitive. I don't think I'm the worst person in the world, but I don't like to lose, no. especially if I play bad and I lose. That really makes me mad. Like if I play well and still lose, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. anyways, I don't want money. To be on the line at tournaments. This is just me. No, I, it's I've, not just you. I it's love most people. I love the fact that the Blood Bowl community uh, tries really hard to hold a Chaos Cup trophy for about a minute and a half at a big event in front of eighty to hundred people. You know, get mm-hmm. clapped and take a picture with this trophy, and then they hand you a little plastic trophy. And there's like, you get this pride of like, oh, that guy just won a big tournament. That right. guy came to Oklahoma Bowl, and he beat. 55 other people out yeah. to be the champion. I think that's enough because when you put money into it, that's when you might get somebody that plays a new player and maybe moves their character in extra space or forgets to have that guy roll his armor. Like you don't say oh. like, Oh, Hey, before you go yeah. on, you forgot to roll my armor. You better believe because you could be sneaky because there's real, I mean, me and you even talked about this. You said, like, man, it really wants me to just kind of be a dick. Every, I took dwarves. The only reason I took dwarves is high armor, and I knew I And could, block. I can just grind out and block and every, all that. And it it's more easy for me to win with that team. 
And I didn't want to help people. The first round, I played a, gr- a woman who is, she's played four games before, I think, but she likes the game. And I'm helping her play. If I didn't, if there wasn't money on the line, I'd be helping her to win. You know, I, I'd be telling her how no, to do and stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Versus, oh, well, you know, afterwards, maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that. And from what you told me, you eight people that were there yeah. were really got along great. It yeah. was no problem. It was great. But you changed that into Chaos Cup. Oh. And let's say that you have eight people for $100, and then Chaos Cup becomes there's 80 people times 10. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. And it's already serious enough. I don't. I'm just saying me, just yeah. me, and I'm saying this. If I was a great player, I don't want to play for money. You know how many times I wanted to cheat, and I don't like cheating. I don't ever want to do it. Right. But there are plenty of times where I'm like, you know, they're not really paying attention, or they don't know the rule, or I could just play it off that this. Well, it's so tempting when there's money on the line. We Luckily, it- I I'm in a position in life where a hundred dollars isn't. Going to break me or make me. Sure, I get that. But if I was in a position like that, you better believe that, that you know, it's just going to be a lot more tempting. And again, I'm just to be clear, if there was $100 worth of prizes on the line, I still wouldn't like that. Right. I'm one of the guys that I want to play as hard as I can. I want to get first. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose. I want my dumb plastic trophy or my piece of paper certificate. And I'm okay with the winner getting special dice or, hey, you get this miniature. Sure. One little thing. But I do not, is the right term very liberal in the fact that I don't want the rich getting richer type? Is that the right term? No, it's just a matter of. I just don't want, you know, if you win first, you get the most glorious thing ever. Because to me, winning the event alone, beating your peers, Mm -hmm. and doing that with some dignity and, you know, respect for other people. Happens. I'm well, that's why with our tournaments, we don't give anything to the people who won besides the trophy. And then everybody gets a chance at the prizes. Right. I put most of the money into prizes because I want people who go. I've gone to many a tournament where I don't win anything award-wise, and I don't win anything just in random drawings, and it sucks. It's not a game-breaker, but... It's just nice to have an opportunity to win one of 40 prizes or whatever. Another example is, is I know there's tournaments been out there in the past, and I'm not trying to point the naughty finger at somebody, but we've seen or heard of tournaments that first place gets this painted team. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Not at I all. just don't like that because probably that guy's a good player who's going to win. Yeah. And, you know, they have all the teams they need or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all always, well, but for I just instance, don't like Jennifer that. has won multiple teams now and correct she is actually more endeared to playing the game because she actually has her own teams now right and she won those through luck of the draw type events yeah. not because and she if got I first won, like the, I, i'm very happy that i won the goblins and the troll i already have them so more than likely i'm just going to be giving them away to somebody mm-hmm. so it doesn't really mean much to me if it went to a new person that'd be much different I'm saying if yeah. there was no money at that and you got and the awards were a goblin team and a troll for best sport mm-hmm. or first place and it was a little trophy yeah. or even a certificate, you would have rather taken the pride of walking back going, I just won the slobber knocker oh, GT. Absolutely. No question. Now, I'm not 
faulting Kenneth no, for running not. this because if this is the environment he's used to because of the Warhammer group, I think that's great. I think it's great that you said there was six other people that you've never seen before mm-hmm. that come out to Blood Bowl tournaments and maybe they'll come out to other local events. I'm just saying personally, when there's money on the line, people, a lot of people change how they play. It changes everything. Because every tournament, every single tournament, and I regret this, but every time somebody's in a hurry or whatever, for whatever reason, and they knock one of my guys down and they don't roll armor, like they don't even think about right. it. They start to move the next guy and every tournament I go, um, armor. You probably need to roll my armor. And every time I do that, they break my armor. They break my Mm -hmm. armor, and I pay for it. But every tournament, it happens. Or if someone makes a move and like, oh, you didn't declare pass. Well, I didn't think I had to. Well, you know, you have to. Right. Yeah, there's a lot more chances for being a douche. Exactly. That's, That's the only reason I don't like money on the line. Right. Now, somebody could be a douche if there was just a troll for first place. Not saying that sure. doesn't happen. I'm just saying the magic tournaments get a little bit, little bit more stricter mm-hmm. up at the shop if there's like a cash prize Absolutely. or a box of magic cards versus a, eh, we all get three packs. Mm-hmm. And if you want, to me, if you want to grow the community, you don't have those big of things. You just have your trophy or whatever. But right. just my personal opinion, and I probably wouldn't have went to the event if I could have because there was money. Because I didn't want to get mad at some stranger because they were being gung ho about a hundred bucks, and that would have pissed me off. Yeah. So just take myself out of the environment instead mm-hmm. of being like, "Oh, that guy on that podcast, he's a he's a dick because he's raging about something stupid." Right. It's like no, <laughs> you know, you, you you get what I'm saying, and so does everybody else. Yeah. And I did an informal poll, and most people did not like the idea of money being on the line. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I checked on Twitter and stuff. Now. I get it. If you want to say the World Cup team gets a little bit of money or something, to me, it still shouldn't be a hundred bucks. Maybe you get your entry fee back. Yeah, you know, or something like that. But there's other ways around. Next year or something. There's other ways around it. You know, it's still a great event. Had a great time. Met some cool people. So don't have any problems. Yeah, it was. It was cool that Tim Hard drove up from Austin to come up and play this. It was really neat. So, is this was this a Scars event? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So Tim got some more points in that stunty category. Sure did. Yeah, so if you're playing for the uh, stunty scars, you you might as well just give up probably now because Tim Hart probably has that wrapped up. Uh, it looks like the Keens are the only ones who can make it. Oh, a- I forgot we stretched that far north. Yeah. Come on, Thomas and Marcus. Give him some competition. <laughs> you guys got to come down to Nuffleween. Exactly. Best way to beat him on this is to beat him head up. Round one, Sun beats him. Round two, Thomas beats him. <laughs> okay. God, that would be awful if <laughs> they both leap. No, Tim Har, yeah, gets leapfrogged when that happened. Like, what was it last year that Dean leapfrogged him on that last tournament? Oh, I think so. Yeah, when they did the stunty challenge mm-hmm. for the last tournament. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. All right. So next tournament we're going to be talking about is Emerald City Cup three. Emerald City Cup 3. Which was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, fun little event. Yeah. So. <laughs> we won't go too in-depth on everything. You want to go into the drama of it? So the, every year, the first year they had like some, was it you got a monkey? No, it was just a regular tournament the first year because it was it had, pretty. It had four star players the first year that you could choose. And it had a special kickoff table. Mm-hmm. It was only three rounds. And then the second year they expanded it to four games. 
and you the kickoff a, table, and you either got a munchkin or a flying monkey, monkey mm-hmm. which were basically a goblin and a halfling, right. so to speak. And they said whoever won the tournament, like whoever, if most teams won with the monkeys or the or the munchkins, you know, it's going to set the storyline for the next year. Pretty neat little fluff-wise, at yeah. least. Um, so the good guys won, the munchkins, if I remember correctly, last year. So good triumph. And then this year, it was if you took any stunty teams, uh, you got skills for double skills for a regular price. Right. Um, so maybe one of the podcast hosts here uh, decided to take halflings and they were going to run maybe Zara the Slayer and Carla Von Kill and get their double skills on their treeman for a regular price and win, hopefully to win Stunty Cup. Maybe one of the podcast hosts was eating, um, ice cream for dinner with his girlfriend the night before <laughs> at Dairy Queen. And, um, started talking and she started talking about all the prizes that they were awards they were going to give out. And we noticed by looking up at the rules that there was no stunty cup. <laughs> None. Right. So to me, that host should not play. This. So long story short, I was going to play halflings in the hope of winning a stunty cup. And I found out there is no stunty cup. <laughs> and so I asked the guys if I could switch my teams. And they said, not everybody's teams are in anyways. You know, just give it to us ASAP. Right. So I went with the second team I was going to run, which was a Elf Union team, or Pro Elves for you old school guys, with Hubris Rikarth. So it was uh, two Blitzers, Hubris Rikarth, and a bunch of linemen. And what did you take, Steve? What was your team name? The Youthland United Unicorns. Yeah, that's real... Real. See, when I come up with Fancy. a fluffy team, I'm going to use that same name pretty much all the time. Oh, okay. You are taking the Kent Raffrey approach of always coming up with a new team and new fluff. I think I And have... you are even less inclined <laughs> to be like caring about it. You're just like, well, they're a bunch of uh they're a bunch of rednecks who live in a swamp. I've so never they're called that. this. I always care and I make good team names. No, you don't. Fuck you. What was it? Sight for Sore Eye? That's terrible. The Sight for Sore Eye are awesome. And screw you. That's a great name. Horse racing name? That is not. That has fluff behind it. You just don't like it. Anyways, ever since I got my pitch from Maelstrom <laughs> with the Storm Ravens, I've pretty much been Storm Ravens since then. <laughs> Steve has his own unique <laughs> offshoot universe where it's a giant city. I told Steve just to name everything, one, come up with one city, mm-hmm. and all these races live there, and they all have the same mascot. Because <laughs> they all have the same mascot right now, don't yes, they? Yes, that's what I said. They're all storm ravens. So this time was Norse, and they're the Blighted Coast Storm Ravens. You know he likes this mat. Who created your, your Blood Bowl mat? You don't listen at all. Maelstrom. Okay. I just want to make sure we get it out okay. there. Maelstrom. Which is a very awesome map, Matt. The best I've seen, honestly. Yeah. And the best I've played on. Um, he likes it so much, he's changed his Norse team. Your Norse team used to be the Campbell Claibors. Your that was first lover. I know, but that was the first baby that you've had in Blood yeah. Bowl. But I've changed them since then, too. Yeah. The well, Jacksonville Axes or well, Axemen. You did. But I never thought you'd just totally give up all the... Action Jackson and all your lore for 
other stuff. I'm allowed to change up stuff sometimes. Okay. But just... so this one, I took two berserkers, two Orfrenners, both with block, a lineman that had sure hands and leader, and ice pelt hammer blow. Hmm. So we both took star players. Uh, yeah, and mine was probably much better than yours. <sighs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, amazing. And uh, Jennifer went with us this time, and um, she took dwarves again. I guess she's feeling comfortable playing dwarves, which is fine since she's, she's still new. technically hasn't had, maybe has had 10 complete games under her belt. Right. And then uh, one of the other locals down here from Norman, our, our store league, Rod LaBelle, went with us. Up, not with us, but he traveled up there. Right. Him and Donna and just Rod played. So we had four of us officially took, from Oklahoma. He, he took halflings. With three trees. With the three trees. And he wanted nothing else but to get most casualties. Right. And he got most casualties. Dude, you just spoiled it for everybody. Nobody cares. <laughs> Rod does. But you know, I'm sure he does. Well, that's why I put it out there. Yep. No, he's very happy about that. He, he went in with the plan. He stuck to it and he got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer played him, I think, in round three. And, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. We'll, that will foreshadow. The, okay. the anger. Round one. I, we're going to go through every round? Just real quick. You don't have to give details. Okay, I was going to say, we're at 25 minutes already. Well, the next segment's going to be really low. Okay, we can. Um, just, just real quick. You don't have to go details of games. Okay. You can, but just if you I want won't. to do summarize instead of plays. All right. So, round one, I went up against the Orkansas City Chiefs, which is an orc team by Kyle Begol. Or Kansas City Chiefs. I kind of like that. It's not bad. Who'd you play? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. I don't think I've played him before. Okay. Um, that game, he was not having good luck. <laughs> Just, it was one of those games where pretty much whatever I did was going fine enough, mm-hmm. but everything he was doing was just going horrible. So you won that one? Yeah. Okay. And I don't... He doesn't have this, the stuff in the system, so I don't remember what the... Records were okay. Well, it was no record since y'all played in round one. Hmm? <laughs> you guys had no record because you played in round one. I don't know what the score was. Oh, I got you. I think it was two to one. Okay, I think that's what you told me. I trust you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you want me to talk about my round one? Round one, I played a guy named Mac. I guess he's a younger kid, being a teenager. Um, he was playing Wood Elves. I would think it's safe to say that he hasn't played Wood Elves before. <laughs> um, I won 5 nothing. It's probably safe to say I probably could have won by more, but I didn't push it. That's not good. Um, I Yeah. Uh, Hoover Strakarth looked amazing in this game because he had three touchdowns. Right. Uh, like I said, I I don't know if the day got better for Mac or not, but he. I think he came in last, so probably not. Yeah, um, he was definitely not used to this. It did not help that he rolled something bad, re-rolled, got the same result. The first four turns, like his third Jeez. activation, third or less activation. I mean, he burnt through four re-rolls in four turns. And he never got one of them to work. It was like, I'm going to dodge, I rolled one, right. got another one. Or I did, I'm going to throw a block, and he got a bad result again. Mm-hmm. So that did not help. 
but I was kind of going like, you know, stalling a little bit and stuff that first half. And I thought, well, golly, if anybody else plays him, I might screw myself out of best offense. So I better just keep <laughs> scoring because <laughs> nobody else is going to sit back. No, if you get five touchdowns in one game, you're right up there for best offense. For right. The tournament. Like I said, I probably could have had another one, but I didn't. Uh, nice guy, though. Really nice guy. But um, he, he said he doesn't play Wood Elves often. And you could tell. Yeah. Speaking of Wood Elves, my second round was against, I want to say Jeff Thomas, but I yep. think they called him Geoff. It's spelled Geoff. I don't know it's if they were messing G-E-O-F-F, with him. But I don't know if that's how he pronounces his name or not. I would have said Jeff, too. Yeah. So they did say Geoff to him. I don't know if they were messing with him, though. Yeah, I don't know if he's like a local and that's a joke. Or I, maybe he... I've, I have heard people in the past... Be called Geoff, and that's how they spelled it. So I don't know if that's... I thought that was okay. uncommon. That is, that is very uncommon. It was in college. It was a person that really pronounced his name Geoff. Huh. Okay. Well, um, he had the Laurenville Hornets. Mm, that's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah. And his he's had two war dancers, a thrower, catcher, lineman, and a treeman. And he, he kicked off to me... And I guess uh, his war dancers had, see, blocked off, lead sidestep, and sure hands. Yeah, they both had sure hands. And his catcher had sprint and diving catch. And he kicked off to me. Yeah, you need to talk about this game. And this in is two pretty epic turns, he was in the end zone, and I was down one nothing. Mm-hmm. Then he kicked off to me, and in two turns, he was in the end zone. I was down two to nothing. <laughs> I was playing next to you. I, was... I wanted to quit the game. Right. It was not going well. I was more than a touch peeved. I just couldn't do anything. I was I was knocking his people down. Wasn't hurting him at all. Mm-hmm. The, I, I just don't know what it was. I just could not do a damn thing against him. So he kicked off to me, and I'm trying to go down the field. And he stops me from scoring. So it goes into half. I'm down two to nothing. And I'm kicking to him. And I'm just not happy. So I kick off to him. And I don't remember the exact way it worked out. But I was able to knock some people down. I got into his backfield. Knocked his... I don't think he was able to pick up the ball. I blitzed, picked up the ball, ran in for a touchdown. So it's two to one. Kicking off to him. And again, he had a little bit of trouble or something. I I think he picked up the ball and went to the end zone. I ran up on him, went past his line. And I'm using uh, a bear model that in my league was always Bobo. And Bobo just, he's Wolf Runner, comes up on him. I'm basically trying to be annoying just a few squares away so that if he can't, if he's trying to pass and he has to go over me and he can't go around me to hand off. So he decides to pass. I get an interception. Next turn, I walk in. So now it's two to two. And I think I've got about three turns left at this point. Kick off to him, start clearing the pitch. And he was getting every knockout back. And this time. He was down one or two people. I was able to split the line, went up, knocked down the ball carrier, got the ball, went in, 
ended up winning three to two. That's an amazing comeback. It was an amazing comeback. I did not think that was going to happen at all. I was very, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, if, do you think if uh, he would have stalled some turns and stuff on you that instead of being like really aggressive, he with was the... very aggressive and yes, it backfired. Okay. Yeah, we if, will also talk about that. Yeah, if he later. if he would have being up two to nothing on me to where I got to score three times, just run to the side of the end zone, hold off the hold the ball, put people around you or something. But he was a lot more aggressive. I might have spent a little too much time trying to take down the tree, but not really. Because mm. okay. I, yeah, whatever. Ice pelt, ice pelt went after the tree every time and got him. I mean, I just couldn't have hurt him. All right. Uh, I played Joe Smith. Uh, I think he's from Springfield. Yes. Um, he had a Chaos Dwarf team. Um, first turn, he fumbled the ball in the rain. I thought this is opportunity just to put... And he had his guys spread out. So I I put a tackle zone on everybody and put a guy in the middle there to try to pick up the ball when he failed because he was going with the Bull Centaur to pick up the ball. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought... He's probably not going to throw a whole bunch of one-die blocks. And he's surely not going to get a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I believe he took three guys off the pitch during that next turn. Yeah. And it was just a slow roll. And um, he went up one nothing. Second half, I think I had eight guys to his full team. I managed to get like two squares away from the end zone. I threw a little pass. And my guy could not catch it. He rolled a one. And then eventually he cleared the ball. Anyways, one nothing, Well deserved. It was frustrating, but uh, he was a good player. So I just got beat. Right. Then uh, lunch. Then we had lunch. We had a place called... New Way? New Way. N-U Way. Yeah. And it was basically if you're old like me, or you're in your 40s or 35 to 50 years old, you remember the old show Roseanne that she had the loose meat sandwich shop? Mm-hmm. That's what this place was. Yeah, it, it was. was like a sloppy Joe with no sauce. And they had their own homemade root beer. Yeah, the root beer was really good. I was not a fan. It was a little too vanilla I was a fan because my dad, we didn't buy root beer, but we bought root beer Kool-Aid. And that's what oh. it used to remind me of. Okay. <laughs> so it brought back memories of a kid. <laughs> okay. Which probably... I mean, root beer, Kool-Aid, come on. That's what it reminded me of. So that's why I didn't mind it. Makes they sense. had the nice cold mugs, which was awesome. Yeah. It was okay. It was a neat little it was local greasy. place to go. It was very greasy. It was very greasy. Although it didn't destroy it did. us like we thought it no, would. No, we all thought we were going to get destroyed. But there was a lot of us there eating. Joe, Joe yeah. Smith and his, whoever came with him on the trip was there. And then uh, Eric Rennie was there. And um, Will. Will went with us. Yeah, so and good stuff. It was... I I wish that we could have just had like barbecue sauce on the table or something, because it was the, just very dry. Yeah, it just needed. It was missing something small. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but anyways, it was good. Something different to try, so I was happy with that. Right. Uh, went back for round three. Round three. Speaking of Joe Smith, I ended up playing him top table, and as you said. He was using the centaurs as ball carriers, and rain ended up working. I had him, and then he I put a guy on his bull centaur who had the ball. Mm-hmm. He basically had to dodge, and I forgot it was the guy with the break tackle. Uh. 
and he had to dodge into a tackle zone and then out. So, and then he had to go forward three times to get a touchdown. But he ended up winning. Was it one nothing? I don't oh, know. Oh, you don't remember? No. Steve's really terrible at these things. Yeah. Steve doesn't remember stuff. Unless it's a TV show, and then Steve remembers everything. It depends on what it matters. It's just a game. Just a game. Get I out. didn't win Get three out. to two. Get out of my I know face. That. Get out of my face. All right. So, my, yeah, I ended up losing. My round three opponent was Joseph Kessinger. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's the first time. I usually... Kirchus, uh, whatever. Kerr Kessinger? He was playing... His whole family plays Blood Bowl. I would assume that he's, what, 14, 15-year-old kid? Something like that now. He's been playing since, I think, Oklahoma Bowl 2. Has it been that long? He's the kid that we tell the story in one of the old podcasts yeah. about Matt McDonough. The kid wanted to, like, he mm-hmm. could only foul him to clear the pitch or he could score to tie, and he right. went for the cl- pitch clear. Mm-hmm. I think that was, that had to be just a few years, because wasn't that the first time we gave away the excellence in cheese? <clears throat> so I think it was three years ago. Oh, maybe it was three years ago. It was Oklahoma Bowl 3 then. Yeah, it had to be three. Four? Steve's saying four. He's giving me the four fingers. Okay. It's three. Whatever. Anyways, he's been around. He, now he's giving me the shocker. It was the West Side. The West Side. No, Steve's West Side. He's a Wu-Tang. werewolf. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, he still loves to clear the pitch. Yes, he does. And this game was really frustrating. Very yeah. simple. I was going to, you know me. It doesn't matter. I'm playing L's. I'm probably going to try to grind if that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I was doing fine, and then one play I tried to roll to break uh, to like dodge, and I roll a one, and I decide not to use a reroll because there was nothing else to do that turn. Mm-hmm. Well, the armor breaks, casualty. Okay, next play, the first four things he does to me: breaks armor, casualties; breaks armor, knockout; breaks armor, knockout; breaks armor. Casualty. Jesus. So I was forced to score and not get to stall the rest of the half. So I was up one nothing. Going to the second half, I don't have many players. The only thing I can hope for is like the same kid who'd love to clear the pitch against Matt wanted to do it again. <clears throat> so he kept beating the hell out of me, and I kept standing guys up because I thought he might take the hit. Might roll the double skulls, right. re-roll double skulls. I mean, that was really what I had to hope for. And sure enough, he just grind and grind and grind. And turn seven, he finally got his wish of clearing the pitch. And then we set up, and I had three guys to field with versus his whole team. Jeez. Now, realistically, he wanted to clear the pitch. I think he was going for the casualty I'm award, sure. too. yeah. He had, he had the death roller, I believe, and everything. Yeah, for sure he had the death roller because he had the miniature from Oklahoma Bowl. So that's what he was going after more than just the win. He probably, honest to God, could have beat me. If he would have just scored, I would have had maybe six people. But you never know. I mean, All the right. one thing we know about for sure is it does not take much for an elf to score. No, it does not. So maybe his idea was is I'm for sure going to take the tie yeah. and the clear pitch at the same time. It was still very frustrating. Um, I didn't want to hear the war stories about how he cleared the pitch because he had family playing too. And mm. let me tell you something. 
If I was a 14-year-old kid, I'd be really happy about it too. So I was angry, not at him, just at the situation. Because I even, when I had the one guy left, I still had a chance to hit the ball carrier who was on the sidelines. Right. And I dodged with the elf into another tackle zone, which is still... Yeah, it's just know. like a regular dodge. And I, you know, I did not... I got the dodge, but I got a push instead of a pow, which allowed him to then hit me and clear me off the pitch. Oh, okay. You know, so it was... I still was like holding out that hope that I could knock the ball loose. It would go out of bounds. It'd get thrown up field and we'd still pull off the win. One right. nothing. Now, so, is that the first time you've been pitch cleared? I want to say I've been pitch cleared before somewhere else, to be honest, but I don't, I think I would remember it because I'm pretty. Yeah. So yes, I've been pitch cleared now in blood bowl. I really never thought that would happen. The ultimate dishonor. It's a very dishonor. I was frustrated, and I was mad, and I was just ready to bite somebody's head off. So I took the keys, and I said, I need to go cool off. <laughs> Not mad at anybody specific. I just want that known. And then you went to the porn theater. And I went to the porn theater that was just right up the road that we found out through New Way. I got one out. I felt better. <laughs> <laughs> so during this time, I left. I drove through the neighborhood. I thought, just go get you something to drink. you know. And by the time I went and got me a, a nice tea... It was over. I came back. It was fine. Yeah. You know, no, no hard feelings, except now everybody knows I was pitch cleared. <laughs> Anyways, Jennifer was playing Rod, so I had to tell this story. Yeah. It was halflings versus dwarves, and an unexperienced dwarf player, because in that matchup, she should almost mostly always win. Sure. I'm pretty sure she was basing the tree men and stuff, and, but she said the tree men were ripping through her. She was really frustrated, and she was like... I looked up. I was ready to leave the store, and you were gone, so I couldn't even leave the store. <laughs> I brought her back at Dr. Pepper, and we settled her down, too. But she, it was amazing. That night, we were laying in bed, <laughs> lights off, talking, and we're talking Blood Bowl strategy. I was like, ah, I'm sitting here talking with my girlfriend, Blood Bowl strategy. And that's not what made me happy. Her bitching about her hatred towards the halfling <laughs> chef. And then that stupid guy that can cook and steal your re-rolls. I loved it. I was like, yes. Tell me more. Tell me mm. more. You're making daddy hot. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the the hate flow through your veins. Mm. Anyways, Roll it was really vagina. It was really funny to hear somebody <laughs> hear your girlfriend complaining <laughs> about the halfling chef that stole all the re-rolls. <laughs> yeah. So Round three, <laughs> I tied one to one. So at this point, I'm one, one, one. Yeah. You are two. Two wins and a loss. Two wins and a loss. So we go into round four. Uh, round four, it was a Norse on Norse battle. I played, you played Joseph's mom. I played Joseph's mom, Helen. We had four girl players, female players, mm-hmm. in this tournament. 25% of the field. It's pretty awesome. And they weren't all bad either. No, no, no. They were not people that were there because of their boyfriend. Well, mm-hmm. well Jennifer probably was, but yeah. she's starting to really like Blood Bowl. Yeah, and Helen... I'm not forcing her. Helen, she's not super into it, but she's been around enough that she knows how to play. Well, she was on the second it. table, so that yeah. tells you something. You guys were on table two. Yeah, I just went down table two. Yeah. She was doing fine, and it was a tough game still. Uh, she just had your regular um, setup. Her issue, and this was her downfall is she didn't take into consideration my frenzy and mm. set up people on the sides. First play, she had her Yeti two squares away, mm. and I just blitzed him out and casualty him. Mm. First play. And just 
she didn't learn after that because then she had some other guys and she put them on the she put them one square away she's kicking off to me and she put people on the sideline and one square away from the sideline but one square back from the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. or the whatever that is on the wide zones uh-huh. and i got quick snap mm. so i just moved up knocked two people out of bounds in one turn wow and it's just something that you have to learn especially against norse well that's that's just experience yeah. yeah huge so I was able to get people off the pitch, and Ice Pelt was just destroying. I think, was it this game, or I think it was against, it might have been against Jeff. The ball went out of bounds. They just gave it to Ice Pelt and ran all the way down the field. <laughs> Did you score with him? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, so I ended up winning. <clears throat> okay. Uh, my round four was against Jeff, who you played, mm-hmm. in round two. Um, we were both tied at this point for best offense and I was on table four or five or something. Yeah. Something like that. So I was like, well, it's head to head. If I can beat him with more touchdowns, at least the very least I can get maybe best offense. Mm-hmm. That's the only word I thought at this point that I could get. Right. I also know that he scored eight touchdowns without playing somebody where he scored five so that's yeah. pretty good too and i saw i was next to you when you played him and i know he's very aggressive mm-hmm. and they're wood elves so it's wood elves versus pro elves he's faster than me and war dancers are oh, they're war dancers they're nasty so i decided since i got the kickoff i was going to grind this thing because i figured i grind i score he scores fast i grind i score i win yeah so I mean that's typical Blood Bowl strategy one oh one. Right. Not probably typical for elves, but I knew the guy I was playing was gonna score quick and has been all day. But seriously, that's typical for any team. No and it, even at a Oracle Cup, like I said, I, the best I've ever done is you kick off, you let them score, you come back and score, and then that second half you can just grind the whole way. Now I wanted the kickoff because he has seven armor as well, and I thought right. maybe if I could knock some of his players off the pitch. See, now, I always do that too, but that is not – supposedly that's not the best way to do sure, it. Sure, I get that. I just didn't want him to take the first hits, especially mm-hmm. since he had the tree man and I had seven armor. Oh, I get – Anyways, um, I I think I got one or two players off the pitch, but I gr- ground the whole first half. The whole first half. And I wasn't doing it to be a jerk to him. It was just strategy. And it was about turn. Now, what I did do that I don't like doing because I always get caught. The few times I knocked his war dancer down, I decided to foul. Mm -hmm. And the best I ever did was stun. I never knocked somebody off the field, which really sucked because I had opportunities. I know that feeling. I even fouled with, at this point, it was game four, Hubris for Carthas, dirty player. So I was doing it with him, being themey, which is kind of stupid because he got caught. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was pissing him off because he looks up and he's like, I don't know, man, you got me on tilt. And I was like, what? And he's like, I don't understand why you're not scoring. We're elves. We're just supposed to score. And you keep fouling my guys. And if you're trying to put me on tilt, you sure have done it. And I thought, and Jeff, I don't mean this in any disrespectful (laughs) way. But you don't tell somebody that because they're going to keep doing that. Of course. So it frustrates you. And from what I could tell, you're a pretty good player. 
So if I, if this is a way to put you on tilt by just playing the game, a game that I normally always play anyways, which is the stall game, yeah. I'm going like, to do it. It's not like you were going out of your way to do it. It just happened to go along with what you were doing. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I was like, well... I'm definitely not going to score on turn seven now. I'm going to wait <laughs> and score on turn eight. <laughs> right. Almost cost me because mm-hmm. he's still aggressive enough and has war dancers where he was getting to me. And luckily I scored the first half, went up one nothing. And then the second half, um, long story short, I got the ball free from him. And I, I basically won two nothing, but I stalled that whole thing. And at the end of the game, even though we shook hands, he was really pissed. And he's like, I just don't understand what you were doing. And I was like, dude, you were. You had eight touchdowns. I said, you could score at a whim. I said, I wasn't going to get in a score race with you. You're no. faster than me. You have more skilled, better skilled positions than me. And he's like, no, we're elves. And like, um, I kind of want different kind of elves. <laughs> the jerk face in me wanted to say scoreboard, like in junior high. Right. But I didn't. It's just a different mentality. Right. And, and I'm sorry I didn't like- play the game he wanted to. But I think there's a good chance he could have outbeat me on the the score race. Yeah. Cause war dancer is amazing. And it's one of those things of, you may not like it, but you can't tell me it's the wrong thing because I did win. And, and that's and, what I want. And honestly, in the second half, he out casualty me. So it was really like eight on 11 type deal. Yeah. And I was like, this is why I don't get into the race with you because you know, then you would outnumber me and players. So mm-hmm. I was able to stall and like I said, score, it was two, nothing. That's cool. So I, I finished two, one and one. I finished with three wins and a loss. So when it came down to awards, Joe uh, Smith came. Joe first. Smith got first. Second went to Steve. Yep. Third place went to me. Yep. Which really shocked me because they gave out some other awards first. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer got best sportsman, voted by her peers. Uh, Rod got most casualties with the halfling, so he was very happy. I got fan favorite with the uh, unicorn team. Yeah. Now, the fan favorite's not best painted necessarily. It's just best, best theme. whatever theme or whatever. Oh, your, your mascot got that for you. Did it really? There's so many people going, hey, did you see he's got a unicorn? Oh, well, oh, that's just really part of my team. I've, oh, I get it. So uh, I was really happy to get that. And You, you know need to I, get a Jeffro designed uh, uh, entryway like he does. he's doing for his Celestial Comets. Uh-huh. You should get one of those and put uh, color-changing LEDs in Ooh. those bulbs. And then it just says, Ulthron United. <laughs> and then you can put the unicorn at the bottom. So I got two awards and one I never got before. So I was really happy about that fan yeah. favorite. And Jennifer won a dwarf team. And then randomly, Jennifer won a dwarf team. Somebody else won a team. I can't Mac, maybe? Mac got yeah. last place, but he also won a, a team. Jeff got... Uh, best offense, the, oh. the elf guy. The Rod elf got guy. most casualties, as we said. Yeah, um, and then Tiffany got best defense. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Cummings. So I think that's all the awards that I can remember. Sounds about right, though. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. Um, they did a great I little got, event. So they did drawings, and I was the first one chosen. What'd you get? For the first time in like my life, I've been the first one to actually get into something. What'd you get? Flags. Oh, that's right. They had some of those extra... Packet of Blood Bowl flags that you yeah. put up in the store. That's cool. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't need to win first. Those would have sat there for like 10th, and I could have <laughs> still gotten them. But I made everybody else happy by just taking something nobody else wanted. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody might have taken them. 
There was a few people whispering Maybe. like what those are from. Yeah. Back where I was sitting, and oh, I was okay. like, I said that came in Blitzmania, so I, maybe they're just curious. But yeah, it was a good event. Uh, the store did a, you know, great job. It's always a good always. time. And then uh, we had to just get the hell out of there because the rain, the was weather coming. was coming. And then on the way home, we drove into the fires of well, the the rain of hell, which later caused tornadoes and stuff. And yeah, Tulsa, saw that. Uh, which is about. What, and we stopped, 75 miles east of where we were. We stopped at a place for the world's worst uh, drive-through food. Yeah, it was a terrible decision. Let's not even talk about that. That was bad. It was the worst. Anyways, we got home, what, 11 o'clock or so? Something like that. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, good day. It was a very fun day. So good job to Gabriel uh, Vasquez and um, Will Oliver for running the event. So. As always. Anything else? I think that's it, man. We've talked. Uh, this is a long one. All right. <laughs> so we are going to take a short break and we are going to come back with a very 24 ish. Did you know? All right. So we are going to talk about a did you know that I don't ever remember reading. I'm sure I read it when I was in junior high with these books. Right. And if nobody knows what these are, did you knows were. Scattered throughout all of the Blood Bowl books and magazines and everything. Now, they're not in the current ones, are they? No, the current ones have Bob Bifford's... And, like, Bugman's Book of Records and other little factoids, basically, throughout the book. Same basic concept, just different names. Right. Yeah, here's another one. Bob's Locker Room Banter. Yeah. It's just little factoids that are found in the book. So, did you know those are the ones that were seen everywhere up until this point? Mm Mm-hmm. So this did you know, really, after reading it, I have no idea why I even looked down at it and read it, but what a, if you're new to Blood Bowl, kind of like one of the big, goofy clubs, elite group, is to play all 24 races in a sanctioned NAF tournament. Mm-hmm. And then there's an even more elite club that, you know, try to play in 24, 24 different races in a NAF sanctioned tournament and have a rating of 150 or higher. Right. So that those are kind of like achievements if you want some of personal achievements. Do they matter? Not really. I no. mean, the 24 just means you either borrowed a bunch of teams or you own a bunch of teams and you went to a lot of tournaments. But it also just means that you're there having fun versus trying to get That's really true. good I mean, one team. And you can set your own goals. Like, you know, I was the first guy to do 31 out of 30, 24 teams, you know, <laughs> through the fluff. And I was right. also the first, you know northern hemisphere person to do the 24 in 24 tournaments but i'm not like bragging about that even right, though that's not, a, Scott a whole Prime. episode about it right you know the first guy the northern hemisphere we never did a Steve only beat out by 24. three you know australians little jerks <laughs> they were probably all poisonous too because everything in australia has legs extra legs and it's poisonous i don't think the snakes have extra legs they do somewhere in okay. Australia. They don't tell you that. I would believe it. <laughs> but they're definitely poisonous. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the 24 is a big deal. Uh, Mark Perry gives out, or was, I don't know if he still is, gives out some dice if you get the 24. And the NDF has patches. They have patches. So it's a it's kind of a little fun thing to do. Sure. Shows that you're divor- d- diverse, not divorce. Shows that you're divorced. <laughs> you can get divorced from the NAF. Shows that you're a diverse player and at least have tried every team once. Right. I think I'm going to force myself to play everybody twice. Just you're to not, give me something to do. You're not going to go through and play every star player? 
I will not live long enough for that, <laughs> especially if they keep making up ones that are exactly the same as other ones, but different. Yeah, lose that. But yes, lately that has been my struggle. Every time I see a team, I'm like, what star player could I use? I have to use a star player, mm-hmm. which I shouldn't because they don't really help that much. Not usually. All right. So this did you know. I'm just going to read it and we're going to go from there. Skeleton Freebooter, Ricardo Ferminelli, once of the Pargamo Pastas, made it his ambition to play for every NFA, NAF league team once. Uh, once he turned undead following the five-player gang-up block. Oddly enough, he claimed to prefer working for the live teammates. He made it through the AFC in five seasons and then started in the NFC, just three teams short of the goal. He was tragically buried by the Westside Werewolf, because he was a skeleton. Uh, The world is still waiting for him to reappear. So, while this says nothing about the 24, just to give you a little feedback... The NAF was made up of 40 teams, five division, or four divisions of five on each side. The NAF and the, I'm sorry, the AFC and the NFC right. sides. Which Just like games, American football. Right. 40 teams. So this guy was trying to play on every team. Therefore, he would have scattered to every race. And that's kind of the same thing we're doing now, isn't it? Yeah. We are all. But he played on 37 I know he didn't do all of them, but right. he was trying to, which is the same thing we try to do when we go for our 24. Right. So what if we, instead of just saying, do you have the 24 patch? What if we changed the name to the Ricardo Award, named after this player from the fluff? What's his last name? Ferminelli. I'd rather do the Ferminelli. Okay. I'm fine with that, too. So I just think it's a... You need to draw a skeleton okay. with a whole bunch of different helmets or something. And call it the Ferminelli. Yeah, see, makes the patches. I just want to take a, a you know, a award or something that prideful that we use in the real world and kind of fluff it up for the old world. I like it, and we could connect it with the old fluff. What do you think? I think it's cool. And now <laughs> I think we should name a character on every team we play that guy. Oh my gosh, Steve, that's even better. Maybe I should redo the twenty-four and put this guy on every team. I'm yeah. going for the firm. Now I'm digging that. <laughs> okay. Now you also have to write a blog that That's follows his adventures. Wow. That, I'm sure somebody out there's done this. We could make a custom figure of him. Oh. We might have time for enough Halloween. Ooh. He's a skeleton. Ooh. I'm really liking this idea. And You'd so have to are have you. 24 different heads. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, actually, and, I do kind of like that so idea. Just so you know, fluff wise. The reason that the werewolf buried him is because in the old rules, if a werewolf was next to a skeleton, you rolled. And I think it was on a one or a six. I can't remember. It was one out of six chance. They would take the bone from his leg and go bury it. That is awesome. And there did used to be a werewolf team. Yes, there used to be a werewolf team. Not a necro team. A werewolf team. Someone online said something about 22 races. Like, I played all 22 races or something. Someone else goes, you mean 24? He goes, nah, 21 and Slon, the other, or Chaos Pack, you know, the other two don't count or whatever. Because basically he was saying, you have to have 24 teams. I go, well, you only have to have 24 teams if you want one of each race. Now, you might want multiples of each race. (laughs) So maybe you want second edition humans, third edition humans, fifth edition humans, sixth edition humans, 
the paper humans. <laughs> Did he say you have a problem? <laughs> it it kind of got to that. <laughs> because he goes, no, 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 not teams. I just mean races. I go, okay, so what about werewolves? And what about just snotling teams? What if you need you know, an ape team? He's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, there's a... It's a lot of races we could really get into. Dude, I really like this idea with Ricardo Ferminelli. So if you're about to start your 24 track, this is what you need to do. Put him on every team. Uh, okay. Just in the lineman position. I like it. Yeah, I do too. We could get a- Damn it, I wish I would have solved this when I started my 24. I could have done it way back then. See, now you get one skeleton I should have just miniatures. told everybody I did that and yeah. just retcon all my rosters. Now you get one skeleton miniature to make sure that you put on every team. Yeah, he's just so a lineman. just confuses people. Yes, I like, like that. Aren't you playing Norse? Yeah. Why is that guy a skeleton? And he just, he just wants to play. Yeah, that's Ricardo Ferminelli. <laughs> you, you go up against a necro team and the werewolf kills him. <laughs> if he ever dies by a werewolf, you have to start to, over. You have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Anyways, I don't remember this little did you know, and I thought I'd bring it to light since we've talked about it and other people are going for their 24s and i thought this would be a way to fluff up the old 24 yeah because when you say 24 everybody goes what's that now we could call it the ferminelli the richard ferminelli award the ricardo 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 ferminelli Ferminelli. right i like like it. it i do too maybe it's a movement we need to get with mark perry because he's crazy enough to go make dice with ricardo ferminelli on it and probably patches and whatever else because Mark P- Perry we doesn't just do that. Mark Perry doesn't wait around on an idea. No, he, he just does it. He's <laughs> he's about three years ahead of schedule. <laughs> I know. And if the eclipse ruins the world, he's gonna be like, "Damn it! I wasted all that time." I think he'll have bigger fish to fry at that point. No, he's gonna worry about Blood Bowl. I That's, know, Mark. <laughs> so if the apocalypse did happen, you didn't even hear this episode because would, that's gonna happen tomorrow. No, I mean if. If things happen and everything just goes to hell, nuclear war breaks out or whatever, and we're just in a desolate wasteland, do we still blade Blood Bowl? I don't know. We're probably too worried about eating. Yeah, but point. I mean, we, there's a lot of downtime when you're scavenging for food, right? You no. still have to do something. I think when you scavenge for food, you're always looking for survival. Then what do you do at night then? Just try not to get killed? I'm just saying, I don't think people in the Road Warrior played games. What if we had enough power to be like the the lead bad guy and we controlled all the people and then we could make them play Blood Bowl for us? Okay, so this is another tangent. But if you were that guy, you would just be humping those ladies like he did and drinking water. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay, so you wouldn't play games either. You get bored of that after a while? No, no. I don't know. He's the only guy, I think, in town with AC, so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you want to play at my place? No. Play here. I have AC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you crazy? It's 140 out. <laughs> 140. Good Lord. All right. Well, that wraps up <laughs> the Did You Know segment about Ricardo Ferminelli and the origin, what I'm calling the origin, of the 24. And hopefully we'll have something fun about that in the future. Knowing us will never happen. Yes. He will at least make it onto a roster. But this gives Steve an excuse to do a skeleton miniature. That'd be cool, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Skeletons. Yeah. yeah. Skeletons are cool. Okay. All right. We'll uh, be back with some shout outs.
We are back with the final part of the podcast. It's shout out time. Shout outs. One of these days we'll we just need to reformat the whole thing, get whole new music, cut that part out. Change the name of this segment. To yeah, we probably could. We could call it Cheering Fans. Oh, no, you didn't follow no, my lead. No, never going to. We did that one time. Three Night Block I've is felt going dirty to since then. <laughs> you felt dirty. They're gonna go under one day from our supreme power. Of being, uh, you know, the best Blood Bowl podcast, and we can it has just nothing to take do with them the segment stating that they were going to do that, huh? This has nothing to do with them actually stating that in their last podcast that, yeah, we're going to wrap it up one time. Yeah, it's going to be soon. I'm predicting really soon. Yeah, we will wrap ours up when one of us dies, maybe. Most likely. If I don't get trained on how to upload the program, then the program's dead. <laughs> and if I don't get trained on how to use Steve's equipment to record <laughs> and edit, then it's also dead. Yeah, so we should probably cross-train at some point. So um, we need to really keep up that <laughs> to get fit for life program so we live for a long time. Yes, and if that's almost coming up to a year. so I know. Hopefully people besides Jason Weaver have been doing great was it jason weaver or jason webster webster not weaver but we can shout out jason weaver i believe he's <laughs> half of the new podcast uh, wrong guy but yes right? new podcast there's fame a new plus two. fame plus two podcast out there that's on the uh west coast west coast um so you can find them i guess on facebook on the internet fame can- fame plus two there's two episodes out yeah so we will see if they last longer <laughs> than what's the some podcasts didn't make it long. Like, what Pitch was the invasion? one with the troll? Oh, Percy. Percy's. Percy Trollcast. Yeah, it didn't make it too long. Poor Percy. And, um, I mean, Double Skulls is dead. I don't know about that, but it it's seems like almost it. been a year, buddy. Yeah, it it's has. dead. If you don't breathe for six months, I consider you dead. Pitch Invasion, dead. They posted that they were coming back. Okay, well, they're going to start over. And I put I, a little zombie on their page. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, they, they're like... Hey, we're coming back, maybe. And I just put a little <laughs> gif of a zombie coming out of a grave. Look, more Blood Bowl podcasts would be good. So that's why I'm teasing more for for them to go like, screw that guy. Screw Scott Pine. We're going we're gonna to show him. We're going to do some Blood Bowl podcasts. More good Blood Bowl podcasts. Oh. You know. So we need to double our content <laughs> per month. Well, hopefully the audio, this, at least this time, is better. Yeah, well, that was a big mistake last time, and I apologize. All Steve's fault. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing else that can be said. Yeah, well, we make mistakes. Uh, I was told that it was better than some other podcasts. Ooh. Their first episodes, Nufflecast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who said that? Nufflecast. He's like, it sounded better than our first four episodes, so you're fine. I'm like, okay. Well, shouldn't we shout out, since you mentioned Tristan, is it RK? KR Multicase. Multicase. (laughs) So, uh, they normally... Send product for Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cup. They're a great company. And I guess Tristan had gotten a bag a while back, like six months ago. Okay. And never opened it, never did anything with it, just had it sitting there like we all do. And when he went to go use it, saw that the fabric was fraying off of it and contacted them, and they just sent him a new one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they seem like a really good company. Man, that company is on it. They make great cases and everything. The so, Blood Bowl community really could support them, or should yeah. support them, I should say. And some of their cases are really awesome, just to carry like a team to a tournament. Yeah. I like those little smaller ones that you can just... The cardboard ones? 
I like those, and there's the zipper. Oh, one yeah. That is very similar. But both are really good if you just want to take, for example, you're going to Chaos Cup. <laughs> this is not and an And you're ad, taking obviously. one team. No, no, they really are yeah. nice, though. The, the one year that we got the backpack, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I want to keep this so bad. Every year we've gotten stuff, <laughs> I've, you might not know this, I've like put some of my miniatures in to see how they fit. <laughs> and then I always think about, I should keep this one, and then I don't. I know. It's so tempting. <laughs> Um, also like to give out some shout outs to our, um, our blood bowl league at wizards asylum. The second season has wrapped up. I guess we're calling that the summer league. Correct. Um, summer 2017, uh, the, the central Oklahoma blood bowl league. So, uh, we play a first place game and a third place game, kind of like the world cup and, uh, congrats to Rod LaBelle for finishing third with his goblins. He beat, uh, Donna Holloway with her wood elves for third place clown. Clan of the Betruger. Which I don't understand what that name is. But yeah. Versus Versus, Morningwood. Which is a terrible name. Not both that approved. So many Wood Elf teams. It's such a Grant Spoon name. It's just, (laughs) we get it. It's a joke. Um, Then the finals. The first overtime final that we had in the uh, league. Yeah. uh, Two to one. Went to uh, Michael Grubb and his Dameen Greenies. Congratulations to Michael. for team. Had a brutal orc team. Yes. He played my Youthland United Unicorns, the Triple U. Uh, we lost 2-1 to one to M- Michael Grubb's team. It was, you know, really, as much as I got my butt kicked, I was thinking about it last night Man, afterward. Your armor was tissue paper. Literally. It was tissue paper through the first game, not the overtime. Overtime, it held up better. Yes, it did. Through the main game, my armor only survived not breaking seven times because we counted it you only ended up having one casualty at the time at that time but what 12 13 knockouts um you got all but two back well we didn't roll those last couple because in overtime of sudden death okay there was nine knockouts seven of them recovered so the 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 guy waking people up saved my butt to allow me for for a two to one, I, yeah. I had to face an orc team that had. They were like strong dwarves. Everybody had block mm-hmm. and guard and mighty blow. I mean, every character on the team except the troll and the goblin had block. It was awful. It's the whole picking skill thing. I got to hit his. Did you realize I only hit his ball carrier twice? I only got two hits on his ball carrier. It's true. The, him down the one once. time I knocked him down, and the other time I had two dice. Two pushes, re-rolled two pushes, mm-hmm. and that was probably the game. But nevertheless, looking back on it, it really was a good game. Like, yeah. if I would have watched it on Fumble, it would have been entertaining to see, like, the strategies and the push and the pull. And, like, all the orcs going to walk in, and then the elves do their magic and break the ball free. So, I can't really complain there. No. But second place is not bad either. Uh, since we did mention goblins, uh, since the time of our recording and the re- recording of this... I have clarified that I was wrong. Ooh, yeah. Steve's wrong. In the wording of throwing a bomb, it says if a catch opportunity is failed or the interception, blah, blah, blah. So an interception is technically not a catch. I thought it was a catch because you can use the catch skill. But the catch skill specifically states that it can be used for catches, handoffs, and interceptions. Gotcha. So that's where the confusion comes in. Sure, I get it. So if you choose to intercept and you don't make it, that's not a failed catch. That was my 
confusion there. All right. No big deal. Yeah. We're cool. But I figured I'd just throw that in. Yep. Steve's wrong. <sighs> Doesn't Steve's happen wrong. often. Steve's wrong. Uh, yeah. More. I mean, like, well, it's like, not like you ever missed out up the sound or anything to a no, podcast. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> that, that never happens. Speaking of podcasts, you can, uh, if you go over to Zlurpcast 2.14, you can listen to a podcast with me on it as the guest star talking with the guys about death path, which is our new Kickstarter game that I'm doing the art for. Uh, it's coming from Slurpcast studios created by Johnny and uh, extreme over there. And like I said, artwork by me, Steve also makes a cameo appearance on the podcast and uh, you can find out all about death path over there, or you can go to deathpath.com or go to just Google Kickstarter and death path. Two words, death and then path, and go over there and please, if you can, even if it's just because you want some Scott Prime art, that next time you come to a tournament, I sign your game for free. Ooh. <laughs> um, that would be really muchly appreciated. I think we're like 73% backed. Right. So I hope that continues. We have, as of this recording, I believe there's 20 days left. So uh, get over there and uh, support us. Over 100 backers. Over 100 backers for sure. And um, I don't know. I'm pretty positive about this. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Anything else, Steve? Don't think so. We shouted out the Fame Plus Two guys, Lurpcast. Oh, Gen Con just passed. And Mr. Drew Buccicone of Three Die Block messaged us and asked us if we needed anything from Forge World. Oh, yeah. And he was kind enough. To get me and Steve a glart. We got fat rats coming. So at some point, I'm going to force him into either an underworld team or a Skaven team because that <laughs> miniature is too awesome. It is probably their best miniature. The bad thing is, is I guess I'm going to have to try to paint it. Why? I don't know. I'm kind of tapped out on funds on getting other uh, people to paint stuff. If someone would like to paint a glart <laughs> for free is what Scott's saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you can get a free shout out. I'll I'll take any hints because I'm assuming this is made with the resin. Is yeah. that right? Or yeah, the... but it's not. It's not impact troll right. cast. Okay, it's regular resin. We'll be fine. To be fair, as much as I don't like the old troll cast, the new stuff seems pretty good so I've far. Heard of that. So, hopefully, it's better. I mean, yeah. So we should be going to Chaos Cup next month. Yeah, it's only a few weeks away. I got to decide on what team. So if you have a team suggestion, and it's not. August 30th. Send it to me. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to play Stunty, and I do want to try to win. So see, send me a roster. Let me see. I've been talking to Jonas, and I've talked to a few other people for ideas, and I don't like any of them. So. I understand. <laughs> I don't know what to play. So I think we're going to try Isn't to... it funny that I don't want new races in Blood Bowl? I'm fine with the 24, because you know if you want to play Pirates, you just say they're Norse, and yeah. you make Pirates. Or if you want to play... Um, dragon creatures, you say they're orcs and whatever. And yet, I have a hard time deciding what team to play. You could play corn or savage orcs. <laughs> no, I don't want that. I don't want rich or people. Kislev. You know what? I'm all, I'm fine with that if they're going to make models. That would be cool. At least the stats haven't, from what I was told, none of the stats changed. I don't think they have. Everything, according to what my friend Gary told me, he said yeah. they're exactly the same. So, so I'm okay with that. At least it gets them in the game. And I'd be very happy with having a circus team. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to me saying like, oh, I want to play a 
you know, a Kung Fu team. Well, I can use the Slon if I wanted to, sure. or the Dark Elves because they're edgy. You know, they're they're faster and they agility. Mm-hmm. So I'm all I'm all for that. Yet I don't know what I want to play. Neat. Well, we'll like I said, we'll try to have an episode out before Chaos Cup, so you can listen to it on your way, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have our Chaos our Chaos Cup special afterwards. Right. So yeah, I got approved for the time off. We just got to make sure everything else happens. I'm like 95% sure I'm going to be there. Steve says 100, but. You're whatever. 100. And the Labor Day's killing me. Because I was going to work four 10 hour days, and then I. I know. Just like, oh, I can't do that. Damn it. Katie Music, I know you're not listening to this, but you should. One, to promote your, your big giant tournament, and two. Move it back to the Labor Day weekend. Absolutely. That extra day really helps us travel, people. Yeah, people with jobs who need to, you know, and take all, that Monday And all off. you monkeys who told her to move it to off Labor Day weekend because you're going to go to the lake with your family or whatever, your butts better be there at Chaos Cup. There better be 85 <laughs> exactly. people there because she moved it for about four of you people. Yeah. So I guess we'll see Siggy there. He he better show up. He better have bells on in a, a suit, and he better be sweating because I know he worries about games. And I hope his cousin brings me some delicious yummy gummy bears. God. Those are the best gummy bears. Those bags of gummy bears and gummy worms are the best. David, if you're listening, or Siggy, if you're listening, tell David to bring them. I'll pay for them. That's that's the most pathetic way to end a podcast, but I guess we should. Well, if you're going to eat two bags of gummy bears by yourself, it's pretty pathetic either way. I've done that once. <laughs> I was high. I was For watching, real? Yeah, I was watching Half Baked, and I had um, the Haribo gummy bears Hold on a in second. the fridge. Hold on a second. Steve Campbell, hmm. the Kilowoggy, was high. Mr. I don't want to lose control. You had to be very young. Um. 25-ish. I am shocked to hear this, sir. Wasn't often. Okay. There was a girl involved, as usual. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the the why. Because I'm sure you didn't get eat two bags of gummy bears with Vin and Smoke Pot. No, I don't care. And watch Half-Baked. No. Can't even think of any reason to watch that movie. Unless Unless Tang was involved. It was actually a fun movie... Not stoned. This is funnier stoned. Okay. So if we're in we're in Chicago and somebody has some good hooch, no, you want to get high? No, no. I have no interest. You've grown past this. I've always been for the legalization for it, so I also wanted to try it mm-hmm. just to test it. Mm-hmm. So I did. Did you feel anything from it? Did it give you the munchies? Do make you need, make you freaky? Do we need to get into this? I don't know. Since so first couple of times, it didn't feel anything. First couple of times. First oh, my God, I live with a druggie. So it was probably, looking into it, a factor of the red hair. It takes more for <laughs> us to get high. It just does. Okay. I would never know. We're a mutation. And it's an actual anesthesi- anesthesiologist thing, too. X-Men! To mutate! So then, after that, it was very much just a cerebral thing. Like, if I needed to get out of it, I'd get out of it. It's just like kind of like... Letting yourself get into it. Hmm. Never got munchies until I thought, never had the munchies, then I got them. Never got paranoid until I thought, never been paranoid, then I got paranoid. Hmm. So. That's very weird. Yeah. Well. Wasn't often, but. 
I'm glad you're not a something drug- to do. I'm glad you're not a druggie now, since you live in the house with my children. Yeah, no. Otherwise, no I beat you up. I'm just joking. Before somebody gets mad at me, Keller, for saying that people who smoke weed are druggies. It's just not my <laughs> thing, dude. You do your own thing. I do mine. Got to throw him under the bus, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just, not that it cares. I don't think Keller cares at all. For Anthony living in that state where it's illegal. Anthony, oh, Baez. Yeah, exactly. Colorado. Although, if it paid for a lot of stuff, I wish they'd just do that here. Oh, absolutely, we should. No question. Although, I always worry that they're just going to fill their pockets. Uh, now we're getting political. We need to stop. All right, everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, We've rambled way too far. Just so he's not forgotten, Mark Perry, we have all your questions. We know you left a shout-out on iTunes. We were not able to print it because we have a broke-down printer, and I wasn't going to bring it in here. So what we've decided to do is to answer your questions in a segment and discuss what Mark Perry's asked us to discuss publicly about uh, not really a conflict, but a situation that came up to a tournament. So we also thought it might help other tournament organizers. We're going to do that next month. There's your little like uh, preview. preview of what's going to come. All right. Well, Steve, thanks for podcasting with me today. That is lame. Let's never do that again. (laughs) Steve, thanks for podcasting with me today. And for Scott Prime, this is Both Down. No. (laughs) Just just no. (laughs) Both Down is brought to you by... (laughs) You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown.